0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've begun this Nativity fast, and for the second day of the fast, we have in commemoration the Evangelist Matthew, the Apostle, who, as an Evangelist, an incredible insight into the nature of the kingdom. And if there is something written of Scripture that would bear repeated reading, which that is almost kind of a silly thing to say because there's much of Scripture that bears much repeated reading, it is the Sermon on the Mount and many other passages from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew where we are given great insight into what the kingdom of heaven is what christ brought in himself what it means to have god christ himself living within us by the power of the holy spirit in the hymnody that we just heard we heard often the refrain about matthew as a publican matthew as a tax collector and that christ called him from that task from that uh, the hymnody was not very nice to tax collectors. Uh, neither was Israel very kind to the tax collectors. But we have, with the hymnody of the Apostle Matthew, have a perfect image to help us enter into this fast. This fast, as Mr. Walton and uh, Tikhon said, I highly doubt he updates his Facebook page, but uh, I'm sure that someone in the, in the chancery did it for him, uh, reminded us that this is one of those fasts. This is a 40-day fast. This is a long fast. It's not like the Apostles, which that can be long as well, but or the Dormition, but it mirrors our great Lenten struggle, but we don't have Sundays before it. We do not have forgiveness vespers. We do not have uh, pre-sanctified liturgies, we do not have all of the Linton notes, metaphorically speaking and literally. We, we kind of silently enter into this fast. And Matthew helps us to concentrate, because in Christ calling him, taking him from the world, in a kind of concentrated symbol of one who, especially tax collectors were known for skimming off the top. They made their their living off of basically uh, keeping some to the side. It was assumed that you were going to keep some back for yourself, for your troubles. And it it is Christ calling him away from that life into apostolic life, into a life of the kingdom, into uh, a depth that is only there in life in Christ. We enter into this fast, and it is especially hard, uh, being in North America, which is a very Protestant background, that this time is basically now is when uh, we ramp up all the festivities, with Christmas Day being kind of the end of Christmas. But for the Orthodox Church, for the historic Church, this was a period of moving into fasting, into almsgiving, and concentrated prayer to, i uh, just say, simplicity. That we, at this time where it gets dark much earlier, that we ourselves move into, away from, all of the noise and the hustle and bustle and that we move deeper into our own hearts, that we move away from, let's say, commerce. Uh, We all know this on kind of a sentimental level. We're almost all of the good uh, Christmas stories about. They're all about moving away from the commercial aspect. It's like the Victorians knew this is a problem and then we just keep up, the commercialization keeps up and then we keep making commercial movies about how we shouldn't be commercialized. But we all know the reason for the season, all these kind of things, but to actually, it's one thing to know that we're to enter into fasting, to know that we should uh, pay attention and move deeper into our prayer life, and that we should, in fasting and uh, simplifying our life, be able to give, uh, to give alms, to help those who have less than we. There's the spirit of St. Matthew moving away from the tax booth to, to that kind of life, living through money, and to something deeper. It's not that money in of itself is bad. It's not that bacon in itself is bad. God forbid. Uh, it's not that, you know, watching a television show. It's not that uh, going shopping at the mall. Uh, There are all good things. Always the challenge is what fasting, almsgiving, and more intense prayer makes us choose what is better. What is something that actually feeds us. Because all those other things are good and they have their place. And it's especially fasting uh, that I find that that renews our relationship with the created order with something so basic to keep ourselves alive as eating that we have to take a second, that we have to change our menus, that we have to uh, have a little bit of hunger, uh, that helps remind us that we do not live on bread alone, that we do not live off of uh, pleasure, that we do not live uh, for the sake of the sheen and the shine and the surface of things, but that we live for what makes things live, breathe, and have their being. So there's always a good time uh, in this season, which gets punctuated by uh, you know, the office parties and all of these things, to be able to enter into, in the midst of all of that, to preparation for Christ being born, to preparation in the the depth of the darkness of winter for the light to come into the world. And that, when Christmas Day comes, and this is something that takes, I think it takes years for us to kind of change years with this, uh, that Christmas Day and then the Christmas Tide is when the festivities begin, when we start uh, rejoicing in all that Christ has done. But like anything, we need, as we know from Lent, We need that time of preparation. We need that fasting in order to truly enjoy the feasting. Otherwise, uh, it's just another day in the United States of America where we go from thing to thing to thing, consume, 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 consumption, consumption, and we're never satisfied, we're never full, and we might as well sit down next to Matthew in the publican's booth waiting to just live off the money that we can skim off the top. So let us, as we begin this fast, if it's something that's crept up on you, this is one of those that can easily creep up on you. Uh, It is something that you need, uh, you know, a week or two to engage in. At least, at some point, uh, engage, go deeper, uh, deny yourself particular things, uh, but feast on good things. That's one of the, So here's a practical thing about fasting. Don't just eat off bread. Don't eat just sugar. Because it's very easy with fasting to just descend and almost choose something as bad for you or not as good for you. You know, eat good, healthy things, but do it and measure. Do it to the glory of God and increase your prayers and put aside some money to help those who do not have. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.